Life's a Mitch. G'day, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Mitch podcast, episode 48 this week. If you cast your minds back oh, 10 weeks ago, I spoke to Emily Duncan from the Sealed Section podcast, and we had a really good conversation in regards to like a sex positive uh, podcast, relationships, dating, um, and all things consent as well. And uh, so go back, check that. That was a hilarious conversation. And I, I asked her afterwards, I was like, who is some cool people that you've spoken to that I should get on the show? And she suggested my next guest. Now, my next guest is, uh, is, is works in the sex industry. She's a, a full-service sex worker, a porn star, a sex educator, a podcaster, content creator, and many more things. And I'd like to introduce Miss Honey Adelberg. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Thanks to yourself. Good, thank you. Thanks for coming on. I hope I did. I hope I did the name justice. I didn't say it wrongly, did I? No, no, no. You got it right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you're just telling me off air. So you just say that's a that's a a, a German pun for uh for your yeah, name. Yeah, it? yeah. So it's a compound German word. It breaks down. It basically means sodomy. So it breaks down into two words: anal traffic. So. <laughs> So the, the pun being Miss Sweet Anal, yeah. because <laughs> or anal Miss Sweet, sweet Sodomy, <laughs> however you'd like to call it. Because <laughs> um, as my name suggests, I like the butt stuff. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> See, I, I I'm interested to talk to you because I I haven't, as I said just before, I haven't really spoken to anyone from the sex industry. And I was curious. So you know, you've you've done a wide range of things. You creating content you says you're a sex geek you're a sex educator you're a dominatrix you've done all these sorts of things so i was just curious what was the first role that you had in the sex industry and where did you find the inspiration you know what this is for me so how did you start out um started out um like most people for money (laughs) um but the funny thing is i'd had a lot of um kingster friends for years that have kept saying to me oh why don't you do sex work you'd be really good at it and um like most people I had some internalized stigma that I didn't realize I had like I was totally fine with my friends doing it I was like oh no no I'm not going to do it I'm not going to cross that line because once you cross that line and and you know sex for money then you can never go back you know I had this whole hang up in my head but I got to the situation financially where I needed to find um income um an income that was flexible because i um i have um mental health uh issues she's <laughs> not a very polite way to put, put it no, but um I, I do too i get i get real crippling anxiety at times i can somewhat relate yeah so um and as you know most jobs are nine to five and don't make allowances for the weeks that you can't cope um so i had to find flexible work and um, my friends kept going, why don't you try it? Why don't you try it? And so I was like, oh, and I finally went, oh, you know what? It's school holidays. I'll go and work with my mate for a week. I'll try it for a week and see how I go. And um, I took to it like a duck to water. <laughs> You're right. So you had a friend, um, you had a friend doing like kinks. So kinks, yeah. to, kinks to stuff, uh, just so I understand better, is like fetishes. Is that right? Like people that are into yeah, sort yeah. Of- so kink is really broad and umbrella that includes fetishes, um, BDSM, lots of different um, aspects of kink. Yeah, because yep. BDSM doesn't necessarily include fetishes and other sorts of things. But if you just go kink, it's just a big umbrella that covers everything. Okay. So um, yeah, we have a really active com- kink community in Melbourne. So um, yeah, I was lucky that I, I knew lots of people and you tend to get a lot of crossover between the um, kink community and sex worker community. 
um, probably because they're mostly all open-minded people with with um, a lot less hang-ups around sex than the average person. So, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like I said, I took to it like a duck to water. Um, turns out it was it's the perfect job for me. It's the best job I've ever had, um, and I really enjoyed it. And the funny thing was, um, I, my my life goals as such was I'd wanted to go to university eventually and study sexology to be able to help people to embrace their kinks and find healthy ways to explore their kinks um, and their sexuality without hating on themselves because society teaches us to have a lot of shame around sex when it's a healthy part of life. And um, I discovered through sex work, I can do that, get paid more, and I didn't have to go to uni. Yay! Oh, shit, yeah. How good. (laughs) Yeah, winning. That's like, I just, so just speak, I spoke, um, as I spoke to um, to Emily, speaking about like sex in in general, or, you know, if you're a kinkster or if you're into whatever it might be, it's, it's like a lot of people, like, as you said, there is this negative stigma, or there's like this perceived notion that like you're a weirdo if you're into, a, B, C, D, E, but as a matter of fact, like the fact that you've got a healthy sexual prowess about you, say, the average person, you shouldn't yep. feel weird about that. Like you should feel confident and energized because if you have a, a rich sex life, chances are you'll be healthy and like you'll be like better off for it. Like I know for a fact that when I'm with someone and I have regular sex, like, I feel great. Like you get those dopamine yep. hits and, if, and there's, there is a lot of positive uh, like health benefits to it as well. And uh, like it should oh, be, it should be normalised. And like having conversations like this today, I think would help helps bridge the gap because it's it's it should be normalised. Like uh, people shouldn't feel weird with stuff like that. I think. I totally agree. It's a uh, a vital part of um, mental health. I've um because we're like like we've discussed on my mental health. We touched on that earlier. So I had a mental breakdown or over twelve years ago now. And, um, and so I ended up in the psych ward for months and stuff like that. And then one of the things that we learned in the psych ward is that you, if you have a creative mind and you don't find a creative outlet, you literally start to go crazy. Um, and then when I got out of the psych ward and I still wasn't well enough to care for myself, I had to have a full-time carer. And then even when I started to get to the point where I could sort of function enough to look after myself, my mum would still have to come and visit to take care of my kids because I was in no state to take care of my kids. And um, I just wasn't getting better. I was just stagnating in that state and I was doing all the right as in air quotes things that all the health professionals were telling me to do and I wasn't getting better I was medicated up to the wazoo and doing all the things and had you know um, mental health nurses working with me and everything and uh, I wasn't getting anywhere and then I happened to discover the kink community and um, once I started participating in the in kink and the um all the the skills, the life skills that kink gives you, but really the kink itself. Um, I've very much come to the conclusion that people are born kinky and some people are just wired that way the same way as some people are just wired to be creative people. And if you don't have an outlet for that, then you start to go crazy because the only thing that changed in my life was kink and then I started getting better. I started making improvements. And I think is to this day a very vital part of me managing my me managing my mental health. Yeah. If I don't have kink, I will start going downhill really fast again, and I can be 
as depressed as all shit, basically, you know, you don't want to get out of bed, but I can go and do a rope class and that will totally ground me and I will come out stabilised again at that end of a two-hour rope class. Rope and no medication can do that. What is a, what yeah. does a rope class involve? I'm curious. Um, so that's for uh, Shibari. Shibari is one of my interests. I don't claim to be particularly great at it. It's a skill that takes, well, you never truly master it, but um, you, you dedicate years to it to become good. Um, yeah, so it's a form of Japanese rope and it's quite intricate. And for some reason, it it does whatever my brain needs. <laughs> is, that like a, um, is that like a bonding sort of, like, like rope bonding sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, like so. It's a form of bondage. Yep. Um, it originated in Japan, like um, with the samurai. They were that's the way they would tie up their prisoners and stuff because they didn't have a lot of metal in Japan, so they'd use rope. Okay. And it was um, as as things tend to be in Japan, they turned it into an art form. So they would display their prisoners in these most beautiful, intricate ties. Um, and now us kinksters are all perverts and we pervert everything. Like Bunnings <laughs> is a favourite kinkster store. Um, <laughs> Lowest prices are just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> I've actually done like TikToks on um, how you can go to like different things. You can, uh, pervertibles at Bunnings as we call them, you know. I'll have to check that different out for things. sure. I just got on TikTok and I... And I'm very, very like I'm becoming addicted more and more each week. Eh? It's very addictive, isn't it? I'm I'm shocking. I haven't done many videos on there, um, and most of them are embarrassing ones that are just to embarrass my kids when we're out in public. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there is the occasional education one on mine as well, which go. it was supposed to be all educational. It didn't end up that way. <laughs> you got to have a bit of fun. I'll put, I'll make sure that at the end, I'll get all of your socials and stuff together and put them in the, the bio. Okay, sure. and, but okay. So fair enough. That's part of what you've done. So what are some of the other, like other roles you've had in the, in the industry? So you're a dominatrix and uh, can you talk a little bit about those as well? Like some other roles that you enjoy? Okay. Sorry. I stumble over my words a bit. <laughs> that's cool. No, that's fine. Don't worry about that. Yeah, so dominatrix. So I started off because originally when I started sex work, I was independent, which was like a private worker working for myself. Um, so I started off just um, offering some basic services. God, see, I can't even English. Um, like role play and things like that, stuff that um, did, there's not a whole lot of danger in as such because it's the thing with kink. Um, I don't know if you've heard of such things as safe, sane, consensual or risk-aware risk consensual kink. They're the sort of the acronyms we sort of live by in the kink community because um, kink can be inherently dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. A lot of the things we play with are dangerous tools. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I started off doing that. Um, I then eventually got an apprenticeship to be a dominatrix. Um, Is that a thing? Cool. That, that's a thing. That's it's awesome. not a regulated. Sorry. That's awesome. Is it like is it like TAFE once a week, like mine? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that is something I've been advocating for. Um, I'm a big ag advocate for uh, full decrim as far as sex works goes, but I feel it's important that as long with along with full decrim, we need um, not only laws to protect us, like any discrimination laws, but we need unions and we need training as well. You should be able to go to TAFE to do a basic sex worker course. I feel. So, um, yeah, so it's not um, like a regulated apprenticeship. Um, the industry 
the dominatrix industry, we very much self-regulate. And um, because if you have dangerous practitioners out there, um, that looks bad on all of us. And it is, um, I don't want to say easy, but it's really not that hard to accidentally kill somebody in kink if you don't know what you're doing. Um, so that doesn't look good for any of us, really. No, you know, definitely not. You get that in the news and that's that's going to be trouble for all of us. So we tend to self-regulate um, in that everybody knows everybody and if somebody pops up having not been trained by an established and respected um dominatrix everybody starts going oh who the fuck this bitch <laughs> you know um and sussing her out you everybody a good time for that <laughs> <laughs> i know right so um so that's why we very much advocate um the trying to get an apprenticeship unfortunately um there's not many dungeons left in australia some that um you know all different changes but one of one did go under because they did dangerous practices and just shoved mean? people in the room un, so, untrained. For, and forgive my lack of understanding. Dungeon is dungeon like a like a, a an equivalent to like a brothel or something, or is that like a yeah king? yeah, yeah okay, dominatrix full of all the the scary furniture you know that people talk about going oh my god kind of looks like a saw film. <laughs> oh, I wish I really <laughs> want to set up a dungeon with like a full on like torture tray chamber looking room eventually um that's one of my my little life goals i would love that or awesome. rusty thing hanging off the walls going i'm gonna fuck you up and really fuck with your head <laughs> more ways than one i'm sure oh yes definitely <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> yeah so um so yeah the apprenticeships are hard to get there's more people doing training um as in like courses that you can go and do privately. Um, I think that's great in giving more people more access to courses. It is also unfortunately being, I don't know if abused is the right term. Um, I can be not very good at grabbing the right word I want either. Um, because it's a course and anybody can pay to go do a course, there's no screening process um, as there is with an apprenticeship. I was just going to say, so it's kind of like, there's no prerequisite like minimum criteria you have to meet. You can just rock up, do your thing, and yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, exactly. And then go out and go. Oh, I was trained by such and such. I did their course. Whereas an apprenticeship, you are competing against like heaps of other people to get that spot. So um, your attitudes, your personality, all these different things come into whether or not they'll even give you that apprenticeship. And then if you fuck up during that apprenticeship, you get the ass and everybody in the community knows about it yeah. sort of thing. Um, so and it's with a course that doesn't have those same um, safeguards as far as, but I suppose um, kink is, kink's a lot inherently more dangerous than standard sex work. So I don't know. I'm all for TAFE courses, <laughs> regulated standards. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll just see how things go, I suppose. We're supposed to be getting full decrim here in Victoria by um, by next year or early next year at least. So right. see see what we what that brings up. As in decriminalising, like, doing adult sex work? Or what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So at the moment in Victoria, we're legalised. So we're allowed to do it. Um, as long as we play by their rules as such and jump through their hoops. And 
if we break the law, like their rules around how we have to do sex work, then we it's a criminal matter. We go to criminal court. We get we risk jail time, um, and it's not permanently on our record, which will affect our ability to ever travel into um, overseas or whatever. Um, our ability to travel overseas is already reduced in Victoria because one of those things that we have to jump through the hoops for is registering as a sex worker unless you work out of a brothel yep. and then you can go under the brothel's re- registration. And so that's like attached to your name forever too. So that's not fun. But if we get full decrim, it means we can run our business um, on our terms, but also that we come under the same um, regulations as any other bin- industry. It becomes an OHS matter rather than a criminal matter. We fuck up, we get a fine instead of jail time. We don't end up with a criminal record. Yep. Just like, you know, a dodgy builder or whatever, we get the same sort of treatment as them if we do the wrong thing. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, okay. So you, you held to a standard and you got to work with the confines of said standard. So I guess yep. ne- next question is like with with the confo- with the like restrictive confines and, you know, with it not being in quotes, not mainstream, what are yep. some of the like um, hardships or some of the restrictions that you face whilst working in the industry? Okay, so currently we're not protected by any discrimination laws, which means we can be kicked out of our homes like rentals, uh, university, anything like that. We can be kicked out of because of our legalised job that is perfectly legal. Um, they want us to pay tax, but, hey, you don't get to have anywhere to live or go to university. You're like, yay. Um, oh, I said, I was just, that's, what a mindfuck. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just like, and, and all these things are- Things like they want us to pay tax, but we didn't qualify, our industry didn't qualify for JobKeeper under the pandemic when they were offering JobKeeper. And all these, like, women that I know, and I say women, I do know male sex workers as well and male-for-male sex workers, but predominantly my social circle is uh, is female sex workers. And so I knew all these women that had meticulous business records and different, everything legit and above board and paid their taxes and then they couldn't uh, get JobKeeper to keep their business like over the lockdown and everybody just went, well, fuck you. Why should I bother doing the right thing business-wise if we're not going to be um, treated the same as any other business? It's a bit, of a, it's a bit of a double standard, that isn't it? Like, I, um... Very much so. I'd imagine. Um, is it... do... Sorry, sorry, you go. sorry, you go, you go. I'll cut you off there. No, 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 it's fine. I, just... um, I got ADHD, so I'm bad for cutting. I did too. I, I, I got my diagnosis two months ago. Uh, oh, there you I, go. Officially, the team. <laughs> officially can can uh, wave that flag as well. But I was going to ask, like, does that mean so if the government's saying, "Well, a personal fuck you to your industry," which is yeah. bullshit, right? Does that mean like for things like going to get loans or anything like that, it can be harder to get a business loan through a bank or something because it's not as recognised in quotes as other businesses? Definitely. Um, and only are we not um, only not as recognised, we're considered a liability as in a risk business to do business with. So you will find um, many sex workers can't even get a bank account with a lot of banks. A lot of the main banks, if they get um, a whiff of you being a sex worker, then that's it. They will shut down your actual just everyday banking account, let alone trying to get a business banking account with them or set up FPOS for your clients or anything like that. Um, It's really, really stigmatised everywhere you go. Yeah, trying to get a loan, um, you can't, you pretty much can't get one. You need to go 
to like an accountant or um, somebody like that that specialises in using all the right wording as such to get you around so it doesn't flag the system that you're a sex worker. So you like might be a dancer or an, or an entertainer rather than a sex worker to try and get a home loan because even though you've got all your years of records proving your income, that 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 dirty word sex, um, they yeah they won't do business with us. So Which I think yeah, it's, I think it's bullshit because okay, there's there's two main reasons. One. I guarantee that workers in the sex industry will be earning higher than the average Joe blog on average. I would assume. And two, mm-hmm. it's how the, how's the fucking stereotype of higher bank like financiers and CEOs and shit are the ones who utilize the services of the sex industry. So it's fucking hypocritical. I mean, oh my how often God, do you hear yeah. like the you know the, the the stereotypical you know rich banker goes to the you know goes to gets a gets an adult show or he. You know, goes to the brothel to get his rocks off, and like you know, big big rich financiers. Like the, you hear it in all the like the movies and the TV, and that's that stereotype would have had to have started from somewhere. So like, oh yeah, definitely. There's cool. a reason why the sex workers tour Camba when Parliament's sitting. <laughs> you know, um, and the thing is, our our industry is all about discretion. Um, so we sit there biting our tongues knowing that such and such from parliament that's like backing you know puritan laws that are going to affect us who just like did a booking with us last week it's like you hypocritical bastard um (laughs) yeah and bankers are the same so if you're looking at getting an independent a cheap independent starts at 300 an hour so if you know, you need to have a fairly good job to be able to afford that sort of pocket money to spend on seeing a sex worker. Um, so, you know, um, it is those high power people and high power jobs that have the income for that. And yeah, as you say, they're very hypocritical. Fair enough. Um, so next question is, whilst your time in the industry, um, what are some of the like negative stereotypes that you're absolutely sick of hearing? Like what are some of the, sh- what's some of the, stuff you've been exposed to that you think is absolute bullshit uh okay so one of the ones is that we're dirty and diseased so in victoria we actually it's illegal for us to provide services without a condom even for like blowjobs you have to use a condom uh you can face three months jail if you don't use a condom for a blowjob in victoria wow i was just very surprised to hear that was all i mean i'm I'm not one to to go over people's um interest but if I get a blowjob, I definitely don't want to be wearing one of those things. Like, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, so, I, I understand um, you got to be clean and stuff. Yeah, you got to be clean. There is real um, health risks associated with blowjobs. Um, in previous years, they were thought to be safe, air quotes. Um, and over the years, all the studies have proven otherwise. You can catch a lot of things from blowjobs. So, um, and both ways, like the guy getting the blowjob can catch things from the person giving the blowjob as well. Yep. So, yeah, condoms for blowjobs are really important. But the thing is, like I said, in Victoria, we have to use condoms and we have to be tested every three months to work. So, and when we get tested, it's not your standard STI testing that civvies get. When they get tested, we literally get all our orifices swabbed, swabbed as well because you can have chlamydia anally and not vaginally or vice versa or, or you can get gonorrhea in your eye. Not that 
they swab our eyes unless we ask them to. But yeah, so we get oral, anal and vaginal swabs as well. So um, we get tested more often and to a deeper level of testing than civvies do. And we have far more, the average career sex worker, I'll put it that way, has far more understanding around STIs and uh, body fluid tracking than whoever you're going to pick up on Tinder or whatever. Mm. Um, body fluid tracking is something I'm pretty passionate about and educating people around because you can use a condom and if you don't use it correctly, still catch things because um, you can have fluids on your hands that then void the effective lit or, or decrease, I should say, the effectiveness of that condom and all sorts of things like that. So there's this knowledge um, that a lot of sex workers have that just in the process of how you're having sex um, reduces the risk um, compared to the average person having sex. Um, but that's another thing why I feel strongly that there should be education you can go and get and go get courses because just because somebody's shoved in a brothel doesn't mean they automatically know this or, or are working with girls that are nice enough to teach them that, um, which is part of why I started my podcast because I realised how little the average person actually knows about sex and protecting themselves from STIs and stuff like that. So, um yeah, the stigma around us being dirty is probably my main my main gripe. Like we're not even allowed to donate blood. So because oh my god, we're sex workers. It's like, oh, hang on, if you look at statistically, there's other, you know, communities of the Australian population far higher STIs than us. But um nowhere, not allowed to dry, donate blood and um you'll find most sex workers are very um very community and lefty and all about, you know, let's help the people. And so you'd have like a far higher percentage of sex workers wanting to donate blood if they're allowed than the average civilian population because, yeah, they're all lefties. Save the world, save the planet, save the people. Um, <laughs> not all of us, but some of us are bitches, but, you know, majority of us. <laughs> no, that's, um, that's a little bit like I'm, you know, one, one of the things I'm noticing is that fucking society it's hypocritical, like fucking, you know, oh, the people, definitely. They're, they're always like, oh yeah, we need people to donate blood today. It's like, well, fucking hang on. You've got a, a community of people that are tested more so than the average population of Australia. And you want to fucking say mm-hmm. no to them. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't, it's like, and we can prove. Yeah. And you can't, it's like saying, you know, I'm a vegan, but tonight I I'm going with that. I'm going to the butchers. It's just like, no, fuck, hang on, mate. You stick to what you know. Like, if you want people to donate, then allow them to do it. Like, that's that's bullshit. That's making me angry. And I'm not, you know. Yeah. And, so, that's... and that's the standard sex workers every three months. If you do porn, it's actually every two weeks yeah, well. that we get tested. So that's even a higher level of testing. Again, like, we can prove <laughs> that, you know, unlike the average Joe Blow, um, we can prove, we're going, look, I was just tested two weeks ago and here's my long line of history of clear tests, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it, yeah, we get really pissed off about it and all the studies have shown that, you know, dep- depending on which study you look at, we're either like no higher risk of STIs or actually a lower rate of STIs amongst sex workers than the average person in the population. 
There you go. See, this is why I have these conversations to hear these stories and to debunk these myths. This is exactly what I'm all about. This is fantastic. I um I was curious. Um, talk a bit about your podcast. You know, so yeah, you sure. do a podcast with your daughter. Is that right? Yes, I do. She um she's in like all the earlier shows, and then she starts to like not all of them because she struggles really badly with mental health, and she lives in another state. So with all these lockdowns, it's made it really hard to record. So, um, but yes, she is the co-host when I can get her. (laughs) So what's it called and what's it, it's about like telling stories from the tech industry, debunking myths or what is, what is it about? Um, So it's called My Mum is a Porn Star. (laughs) Great title. um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My my daughter being Maz, being the the child and me being the porn star. Um, So, yeah, and so we, we talk about, yeah, all different sex topics. Um, yeah, try, giving people also a really wide variety of of knowledge around sex. I always meant it to be more purely educational, but I crap on a bit, and I'm a bit political in some ways. So, make your truth. It, Tell us what you. Be honest with us. It's all good. Speak your mind. Yeah. So, um, it's been a really interesting journey because um, my daughter, as much as I had raised her having conversations with her around sex and that she felt that she had a really good grasp on a knowledge like around sex and safer sex. Um, It's been really interesting not only as her friends have listened to the show and all this basic stuff that she took for granted, everybody knowing they will all be like, oh, I didn't know that, I didn't know that. And and so she's gone from like, oh, mom, why do we have to do the stupid show for? I don't understand why you feel this is important. To now, she's really passionate about it as well, and um, and her being able to reach out and educate people like young people her sort of age in the early twenties, or and um, and yeah, and her eyes have been opened. She's realizing there's a lot of stuff that she didn't know. As well, so it's been a really interesting journey, and it's been really, it's been a really nice mother-daughter projects to work together on. Actually, that's cool, and I think that like it's important, especially um, you know for those of a younger generation, so like your late teens, early twenties. Speaking to Emily, it was quite like it was quite um, it was nice to see that someone at such a young age was expanding her knowledge base and stuff. Because when I was when I was nineteen twenty, I my knowledge of such things was, was lacking. You know, I was, you know, you stereotypical, you know, you, you go down, you finger a girl and then you, then you penetrate her. And that was the idea of what sex was. But, you know, the yeah. more, the more that you, you speak about it and educate yourself on programs like yours or things like the hookup on triple J or the seal section, whatever it might be. I think yeah. that the more you can educate yourself, the better sex you will have. So what I've found is I, so I'm in my early thirties now. And over the last decade, I've slept with probably over a hundred girls. I've, yeah. I've, I've always, well, let's face it. I've always liked banging and whatever else. And I've always been yeah. into trying new things. I'm not, not, you know, I've never, I've never really gone as you, what, what you probably call too out of the way, I suppose, but um, mm-hmm. just like learning techniques, like the, one of the best uh, pieces of advice I ever got was from one of my gay friends and my friend, Chris, back in episode 33, was like, Mitch, do you have a cock ring? I'm like, what the hell is that? And I was probably what 25 at the time. I was dating a yeah. girl, and um, he said, "Look, this is what it is. It's a so for those of you who are unaware, it's kind of like a a little a seatbelt for your for your dick. Uh, you put it on, and you, the idea is to to have it hold blood and you hold an erection a bit longer, so you can fuck for longer. And when you finally do release, 
You know, there are many designs, of course. When you finally do ejaculate, that orgasm is, you know, for me, it, it's mind blowing. It's um, yeah, for, for lack of a better metaphor, it's um, <laughs> it's uh, it just it it absolutely enhanced my orgasm experience. And me personally, I like to put in the time and like foreplay is everything. And mm-hmm. the more if I can get her off, is it like more the more times I can do that, um, the more I'll enjoy it myself. Because I'm empowered yeah. by getting a girl to be able to orgasm to come. Yeah. And like, and, and, and one thing that I've found is statistically, girls that are able to get off by penetration alone is actually quite low. Oh, and definitely. So, yeah. So, like, if you're able to incorporate a series of techniques, tools, toys, like tongue, fingers, vibrator, whatever it might be, you know, you, when you're with someone, you learn what they're all about and you can experience things like that together. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I digress. So, that's one thing I've learned, you know. So, to anyone out there, I'd say educate yourselves more. Like if you if you're with someone, or if you're, you know, a single lad like myself, and you, when obviously when this pandemic fucks off, and you can go out there and meet people again. Like I'm looking for someone, but once I meet them, you know, you can expand on that. And I guess yeah. brings me brings me on my next question was like if if someone were to come to you for advice and like ask you questions on how could they increase their their not their own sex knowledge. Where's somewhere that you'd recommend for people to go to to do that, like to increase their own sexual knowledge and to have better sex ultimately? Okay, that's a tricky one because most things are behind paywalls, um, which is another reason why I started the podcast because I understand what it's like to be flat broke and um, wanting to increase your knowledge but everything's behind a paywall and you're like, ah, and everything that's free is just the same regurgitated crap that doesn't go into any real depth. Um, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I would recommend my podcast going back to the beginning and following it through. Don't start at the end. If you start in the more recent episodes when I'm really just letting fly with no holes barred, you might get a bit scared. Um, Go back to the beginning, (laughs) warm up and get used to how open I can be (laughs) with you. Um, But one of the really important and vitally important basic things is proper condom usage so um we're all taught like you know the classic i'll put the condom on the banana voila there you go i'm like no 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 so condoms are actually designed to be used with lube so most come pre-lubricated um and so they don't come with a little sachet of lube and everybody goes oh it's fine i just use it the way it is no 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 you need a tube of lube or a sachet of lube as well because both the vagina and the anus will actually absorb that lube that's on it and then you have a dry condom under friction and that's where most of your condom breakage happens is because people haven't been reapplying lube during sex and that's vital for your condom to actually not break and therefore work. Um, (laughs) The other thing is, yeah, so that's really important knowledge for everybody to have. and also that this whole hang-up that so many guys have that going, oh, no, we don't need lube and everything because somehow he's this master friggin' lover that's going to make you so wet. It's like, well, actually, a lot of the medications we're on, whether where you are in your cycle, your age, all these different things affect your ability to get wet and the condom is still designed to be used with lube. So it doesn't matter about how much of a master lover that you reckon you are that you can get she can be so wet you won't need lube no you still need the fucking lube dude okay just use the lube (laughs) (laughs) um so that that's a really important one um 
also because you know that annoying stage when you're applying a condom and you're trying to figure out which way the the roll is on the edge so you apply it the right way if you've put it on the wrong way the first time and go to roll it and you go oh shit wrong way you don't just flip it back over and then put it on the other way no no that that's bad (laughs) that is bad you now throw that condom away you get a whole new one because by placing that condom on the tip of the penis you've now exposed it to pre-cum or whatever else that might be on there and then when you flip that back over that pre-cum is now going to be penetrating the person you're fucking and with an sti risk so um yeah yeah (laughs) this is cool yeah. Um, the other thing when you're applying a condom is you want to try not to touch the shaft with your ping- fingers. Um, yeah, just get your fingers on the the condom and roll it down without touching the skin because same sort of thing, pre-cum can have drib- dribbled down the shaft and then you've touched it and then putting it on the condoms, which then again lowers the um, the likelihood of it being able to protect you from STIs if you've already contaminated it with body fluids. So um, myself, I find because they can be fiddly fuckers, I like to use my mouth um, to like suck that teat and suck out the air. So and also then use that suction to grab the knob, like with the condom in my mouth. So I'm not actually touching it with my mouth. Sorry, my dog is like wanting to play with me. <laughs> I'm trying to explain this, I'm trying to keep it quiet. Um, so yeah, so I'm like got the condom in my mouth, suctioning, and then use that suction to grab the knob, and then I've still got both my hands free then to roll down the sides of the condom without actually touching the shaft. Okay, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, it's kind of like it's. I, when I do it, I, cause when I generally, uh, am with a girl, I am generally the one who puts it on myself just because yeah. of like, I'm not someone I need to, um, take time with someone to get to that point where I trust them to, to go with that one. So yeah. I'll just, I'd, I'm the same, like I'll just slowly roll it down. I'll hold, what I do is I release the air at the start and just with one hand, just slowly like that, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, way, no, that makes sense. Yeah, you still get the little like case at the end while it's still it's overhanging, doing what it's supposed to do, and you get this nice, nice slithery, slidey, smooth transition straight on down. Puts a move <laughs> on that bad boy, and uh, you can uh, she can thank oh, me yeah. later. But I'm tish. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, my other point would be too why we're discussing um really important stuff to know is that when you're doing all your foreplay and stuff, you don't actually want your genitals to touch without a condom on it so there's a thing that guys like to do called a camel slide where they'll get their cock and just rub it between your like the your pussy flaps as such and they'll be like oh look I'm not sticking it in I'm not sticking it in it's all fine it was like well yeah dude it's not all fine because you could still have pre-cum on your cock which carries an STI risk and also with herpes is skin to skin contact um you don't yeah, so you can still catch herpes doing um, camel slides. So that's another thing to be aware of as well. Don't just go, yeah, so don't just go sliding your cock all over her pussy without a condom on it. Um, and the other thing is uh, the way I was describing where if you suck the knob and have that suction to then use your fingers to roll the condom on, that will work on a flaccid cock as well when they're on the soft. So if you want to, like, rub all over them um, and you're not hard yet, you can still like apply it that way and um 
And then you can rub away to your heart's content and slide and whatever. <laughs> I love but, uh, yeah. I just love the descriptive wording there. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay. We talk we've spoken about some of the things you've done in the industry, some techniques, and we've also debunked some myths. Um, but in regards to like from your perspective as a worker, yeah, you know, what advice could you give to sort of potential users out there or customers? In regards to consent, because consent is a hundred percent important in regards yes. to safety. So, what are some of the what's some of the advice you could give to the people out there in regards to consent? Like, what are some important things to consider if they were going to utilize uh, services in the industry? Okay, so one of the things is you are paying for that provider's time. Just because you have paid for their like a booking with them, it is still their body and their consent. So do not assume you can do whatever you like just because you've paid for it. Well, no, they can withdraw consent at any time. And what they're offering is going to vary from provider to provider um, because they all have different boundaries and limits around their body. And you need to listen and respect that. Um, very much some some people have this whole attitude, I've paid for it, I've paid for it. Well, yeah, you know what, that person's still a person. And they can, you need to treat them with respect the whole time and they can withdraw consent at any time. And if you're a douchebag, then they're more likely to withdraw consent. So um, nobody um, wants to have sex with somebody that they feel isn't going to respect their boundaries. Yeah, of course. So, um, and, that's, yeah, that's that with, the, and that's with any workplace. Like no one wants to go to work feeling unsafe. I mean, I work in the mining yeah, industry. Exactly. And I don't want to go to work knowing that there's a, I don't know, a, a piece of machinery that's dodgy or, you know, and people, oh, no, you'll be right, put it to work. And you don't, yeah. want, it, you don't want it to court, get an engine fire or something like that. You know, you just don't want that stuff. No, um, exactly. And a lot of clients will try and push, push for natural, especially for blowjobs. And um, one of the things is not only is that hugely disrespectful, like how dare you. What is it? Push um, for natural? What does that mean? Natural. That's what we call it when they want um, sex without a condom or okay. blowjob without a condom. Okay, yep. And... But basically, you're telling us how much you don't respect us and our boundaries by asking. It's like it's basically saying, I expect you to be a Petri desk for every STI for my pleasure sort of thing. Like who who thinks that that's okay to speak to somebody like that and suggest that? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to risk my health and my life just because you want that little bit of extra pleasure. Like, no, fuck off. Who the fuck do you think you are? Um, so that's. I really like that's a shit thing to do just as a general person to like ask for no condom. Um, but it's also hugely disrespectful and your sex provider, they're going to most likely be highly offended and tell you to get the fuck out and yeah. you won't get a refund. Um, as far as the law goes, as soon as you see nipples, your booking has started and we do not have to give you a refund. So don't be an asshole because as soon as you're an asshole, we can kick you out and keep your money because you've seen our nipples, dude. Too bad. Fair enough. Um, so, so yeah, important things to remember. Be respectful. You know, yes. don't. It's like you no, know, no one's gonna. It'd be like someone going to a business not wearing a COVID mask. Like for fuck's sake, no one wants your germs, mate, or whatever. Yeah. So I get that. Um, and also, and even um, the simple things like asking before you stick your fingers in anywhere. Mm. You know. <laughs> 
um, just think like, you know, you can be like, is it okay if I do that? And you know what? Those us providers, we love clients that check. We would go back up to our little girls' room after to have our little gossip afterwards going, oh, my God, he was so good. He asked before he did anything. And we were all like, oh, my God, I love ones like that. And when you're considerate like that, we will give you a better service because we honestly feel it's like more enjoy our time with you more. And so we will look good. after you better. That's good. I Well, that I've always, you know, a, a turn on for me is um, like, you know, I like to know what's going on. Like, if, if, you know, if I was, I was dating a girl uh, the back end of uh, 2017 and um, I don't know. I just, I've just always been attracted to consent and like I've all, my love language. One of my forms is communication. Yeah. And I'm empowered when I know like what's going, I don't know why it's probably a, uh, a thing I've, I've always had but i oh, know i just i enjoy you know so mitch you know this is what i want to do what are your thoughts I'm like, oh, such a turn on so hot yeah yeah and um if you're out there if you're that kind of lady then uh, please swipe right on me i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> i um so another question i've got is in the industry um yeah. is there anyone that you look up to in regards to like inspiration or is there like a an avenue that you want to try or that you, you particularly love in the industry or? Oh gosh. Um, no, I can't think of anybody in particular. Like I like different speaking of humping. My dog is trying to hump me right now. I'm sorry. Did you give him <laughs> consent or? <laughs> no, it's like, God damn it. <laughs> Boundaries dog. A Boundaries. Little Mal- is it a Maltese? Maltese? Uh, no, she's a cavoodle. Cavoodle. And I've never known her to display this behaviour before because she's quite young still as, like, maybe she's been listening to the conversation. <laughs> just makes all it is is just character building, so it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I don't think there's anybody in particular. Um, definitely dominatrix-wise, like knowledge-wise, people like um, uh, Mistress Electra Moore and Mistress Tokyo, like their knowledge is amazing. Um, I would love to just be able to like pick their brains for all their knowledge all the time. Um, Internationally, like you've got people like Satomi that are just like, once again, her knowledge is amazing. But then it depends on what subjects because nobody can specialize in everything so some people are incredibly knowledgeable and skilled in one subject you know and another and i just want to like go and learn off all of them (laughs) that's cool um so i might change things up there for a minute so every podcast has two sections good storytelling on this next part so i was just wondering would you like to join me in having a a bitchy with mitchy this week certainly so what the idea behind it is to have a good old whinge wine sook about whatever ails you. Can be first world, can be an ongoing issue. Um, either you go first or I go first. It's up to you. Do you want to go or do you want me to kick things off? Oh, or? you go because you might inspire me. I don't have anything right um, now. No worries. Well, um, one, one actually particular, we'll keep it a sex theme one today, I think. Um, yep. one, one issue that pisses me off is, um, you know, i got all these guy, single guy friends that, I like me, like, you know, trying to find a someone just to keep them warm at night, essentially. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking for the real deal. And, um, you know, common trend, I don't know what it's like with women because I can't speak on their behalf, but in men around in my circle of friends is like they get frustrated because they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm looking for this on a on a website. Say on their profile, it'll say looking for 
something long term. And then they meet the girl, they they hit it off, and they get to a point where they're you know going to sleep together or whatever. And then then they cut ties. I'm like, well, fuck it, mate. Hang on, you fucking said you want to do this. Yeah, and you're cracking the shits about her because you know you did this. Like you're you're she's not the issue, mate. You are. You know you. Yeah um misled her and i've had a girl do the same to me like i um she said to me one time she said oh you know i want you do you want to come around and, and watch netflix and chill yeah and I was like okay cool sweet no worries i'll uh, i'll bring the popcorn there's a new movie out yeah. that i wouldn't mind watching and you know we hit it off and uh and that was it i was respectful we met out a few times and that was it i'll say i'll see you later and she's like aren't you gonna make a move on me I said no you said you didn't want that like you yeah. said it was literally Netflix. She said, I'm not having sex with you. Okay, no worries. And then yep. I got in trouble because I didn't make a move on her. I'm like, well, hang on. That's a fucking double standard. And my friends, that have, is. My friends have done similar things. It's like, no, mate, just you said this. And then because you changed your mind or she changed her mind or whatever, is that, you know, it's like, well, fucking don't. So what pisses me off is that people say one thing and then change their minds halfway through and then whinge about it. So, well, no, yep. you got you can't. You've got no credibility there, champion. Yeah. And uh, to this girl, I said, look, I didn't have a go because I'm respectful. I'm one of those nice guys that respects what you want. And yeah, yeah. Gonna, listen to you. Listen to her words. Yeah. And that's going to get me in trouble. Then fuck you. I don't want to be with you. Yeah. Um. And like a, a few days later, we we called it, and that's fine because um wasn't going to go anywhere anyways and she wasn't the kind of girl for me and that's fine um yeah and on my friends i just say look mate you're a fucking idiot learn yeah before you put yourself back out there because you can't handle being alone go and talk to someone stop fucking wasting other girls time and your own time so you know get yourself sorted and then come back to the to the amazing funny guy that we know you can be so that's one yeah, of yeah. that's one of mine what about you yeah no um definitely i i can relate to that especially I am an incredibly busy person um, and I don't have time to be dating. So I get these windows of freedom in the school holidays where I'll get a certain number of days. I'll be like, right, this is when I can actually go and date and try and find somebody. Um, And so I'll have been talking to people for months, like, you know, wheedling, you know, the wheat from the chaff to like find out the few I want to limit it, narrow it down to for that time to actually meet. And they'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then come to like when they've said, yeah, they'll meet. And then they just ghost. And it's just like, fuck cunt, you know how busy I am. If you were going to, why play games with people like that? Um, It really, yeah, it really pisses me off. And um, yeah, and like, and and the people that will be going like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm I'm looking for a submissive or whatever, or a dom or this or whatever style of relationship. And then when you try to build that relationship with them, instead of just having like a booty call, basically, they're like, nah, 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 nah. And I'm like, well, dude. Why didn't you weren't you just honest from the start that you wanted a booty call? You know, it's um yeah, it's I get really frustrated that people um yeah, they lie about what they're after um and just waste everybody's time and I have so little of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. just there's so you know, I, so it sounds like we're similar in that speak your truth, be honest from the word go. And mm-hmm. people might go, I don't want to fucking booty call okay cool at least that way you know you haven't wasted your time and you can go yeah on exactly somewhere else and fucking oh i just had a bit of a you know you get that chills on your spine someone walks yeah, in yeah. i just had that neck twinge like oh looks like i'm having a, fucking, <laughs> a panic attack or something um but no I, I get what you're saying and in further to that 
um, if you, if you were to give, say, if there was someone out there listening to this or listening to a show or your pod or whatever, thinking, yep. okay, I might be interested in giving the sex industry a start because I want to make some money or whatever reasons. What yep. advice would you give to said person? Oh, okay. Um, really, do your research first. Um, don't look. It depends. It's a hard one. There are like on the social media groups you can join to get advice and stuff. Unfortunately, I can't say what they are because they're all very private because social media um, is so anti-sex work. They keep closing down our support groups every time they find out about them. So we have to sort of keep them on the down low. Um, Yeah, Uh, depending on your state and everything, it varies. Like I would recommend a brothel to start out with like in Victoria, you can have independent and brothel work is same, but brothels, you have your panic buttons, you have people to call out to if there's trouble, things like that. Yep. Um, unfortunately, not all brothels are very ethical. So you then once again need to do your homework to find out which brothel even um, is a good place for you to start. It's a tricky one because it's so varied. I'd say keep away from agencies. Do not touch them with a 10-foot pole. Um, oh, what else? You really, really need to know your boundaries and how to enforce them. Um, I know even with your online stuff. So, um, my daughter, when she started an OnlyFans and she rang me up and it wasn't my idea. I, I, I have nothing to do with it. I have no influence <laughs> there whatsoever. It was her partner's idea um, that they that's do interesting. that. It's interesting it was a partner's idea. That's, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so she, um, she uh, it had been his idea and um, it talked to her about it and she rang me and asked me for advice and what she thought and stuff. So I gave her advice about platforms and stuff like that. And I had said to her, I said, you think you know that men are assholes now? And, okay, somebody's going to be sitting and listening to this going, not all men. Yes, not all men, but fuck me, the ones that are assholes do really overrepresent themselves in your population. Um, Beat you, girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there going, you think you think, you know, men are assholes now? You have no idea how entitled and selfish and how shit they will treat you once you ha- they have their dick in their hand. I'm sitting there going, and boundaries. You think you know your boundaries now or can enforce them now? So they're going, no, no, you've got no idea. Um, and the first week, she, after one week, she rang me and went, oh, you're right, mum. Men really are like that. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Once they have their dick in their hand and that's all they're thinking about, you have no idea how shit they will treat people. And, um, and then the week after that, she rang me and went, Oh my God, Mum, you you were right about boundaries. She's gone. I keep telling them no, and they keep pushing. I'm sitting there going, just block them. They're not worth the shit. They're not worth the money. Just block them. Um. So yeah. So even with that knowledge, and um, she's growing up around some rough cases. You know, I can um, <laughs> she, she um, she's um, even it was an eye opener for her. Even um. Yeah, boundaries, 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 boundaries. You really need a backbone to survive this industry and a thick skin, basically, because um, when people are paying you money and they have their dick in their hand, they have a whole nother level of entitlement, like you wouldn't believe, like 
Um, I don't know if you're a person that gets upset when people mention the patriarchy, but um, yeah, definitely those patriarchal and entitled attitudes. So yeah, so <laughs> definitely those patriarchal and entitled attitudes. Um, yeah, oh boy. <laughs> well, it's um, I can't like I I'm not surprised because you know it can be pigs and you know you work yep. in the industry so you would know better than the most of us and like mm. i am um, and that's uh, like that to hear that like i'm not offended i just to hear that breaks my heart because like you not ever like, i don't know i've always raised to be a nice guy and i see myself i'm i'm respectful and you know, all my breakups that i've had have been amicable somewhat except there's one girl that fake being pregnant but that's a different story altogether Anyways, yeah. but um, like I just think that it, 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 everywhere in life, whether it's relationships or if you're a boss at work, ask, hey, mate, would you mind doing that for me as opposed to you will fucking do this or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you just so, said like the, the kinder people are, the better the service they'll get. Oh, definitely. And don't get me wrong, there are some lovely um, gentlemen that, that see sex workers. Um, not everybody that sees a sex worker has no people skills or an asshole or whatever. Some people just are literally busy and don't have time for a relationship or like variety or all sorts of things. At the same time as like I've seen like whole new levels of assholeness from men's, I've also seen whole new levels of respect. And it's um, one of the things I find a lot talking to women that um, work in sex work in areas where it's legalised or decrim, um, countries and states where it's not, you tend to get treated worse. Um, so I can't speak for those situations. But for those of us that are working in a legal or decrim situation, a lot of women have found empowerment from it. And, um, and yeah, whole new, we won't put up, like even in our private dating, we won't put up with the shit that we used to put up with in our private dating. It's like if you go and have a, sh- a hookup on Tinder and it's shit sex, it's like, wow, I could have been at work getting paid for shit sex. Like <laughs> why, why would you? <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah, so it, there, there's, there's good and bad like in any job and you're going to have good and bad days like in any job. Um, it is There is a level of customer service as well, you know. Um, what I love about my job as opposed to other jobs is when you are dealing with assholes, because we have consent over like the control of consent over our bodies and can say no at any time, if you're being an asshole. We actually go get to go, fuck you, you're an asshole, fuck off. I'm not stuck behind a counter having to smile pleasantly at the person that's abusing me. I get to just go, no, shut up shop. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, goodbye, you're an asshole, you miss out. Thanks, I get to keep your money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I suppose on that flip side, because some people might be concerned that some workers will rip them off. Do your research first. Any worker that's worth their salt will have some sort of um, social media presence. And, yeah, do, you, do your research. There are scamming assholes out there, like as in any industry. Um, so do your research, you know, have a bit of a stalk online, see if they sound legit or... Um, you know, what other people say about them, ask around. People don't mind giving references and stuff um, because, yeah, like I said, our um, reputation in our industry is everything. So, yeah. um, yeah. I'm just sort of talking about that. We'll wrap things up soon, but you personally, like, if you were to 
meet someone or whatever. What are some of the things that you're attracted to, do you think? Can I ask that? Okay, so the last two guys that I've dated, one I just, we just ended things just a couple of days ago, actually, so it's all a bit raw at the moment. Um, <laughs> but the last two guys, the sexiest thing about them was my respect, like their respect of my boundaries. I was like, oh, my God, that is so sexy. You are not pushing me for anything. You are considerate. You appreciate my time. I was like, oh, damn, that's sexy. <laughs> Mum was eating up over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely Well, look, I look for honesty. I would rather somebody be honest that their priorities is that they work a lot and they work out in the gym a lot and they only have very limited time and that they cannot make me a priority. However, they do have X amount of time once a week or once a fortnight for us yeah. to catch up. I would rather that honesty and to know exactly where I stand than somebody blowing air at my ass going, oh, everything's so wonderful and it's going to be great. And Rose is like, no, dude, just tell me where I stand so I can know what I'm, I'm signing up for. Okay. That's, I think that's, there's, um, there's a raw and honest truth about that. And so important, like for me personally as well, like I'm, I'm the same, I'm a shift worker. So I do a few blocks of shifts at a time. So all my shifts are 12 hours, right? And mm -hmm. so I say, I just did day shift weekend. So I just did three 12 hour shifts, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, off today and tomorrow. And I'm back tomorrow night for a few night shifts. Yep. And <clears throat> so it's similar in regards to like, say if I'm talking to someone and I'm like, well, you know, I've, I know, I know I just happen to know what my roster is for the rest of the year. Cause that's just how it yeah. is. So I know yeah. when I'm free and stuff and like, I, I'm the same. Like, I'd rather make the most of my time because when I'm not working, I'm either doing this or uh, I volunteer at a radio station too, because I'm trying to get into the media and yeah. like, so yeah, I, you know, 110% time is, time is important. And that's why, I'm grateful for you to give me some of your time today because like without people like yourself, you, we, you know, without collaborators, you can't make content and you can't make content yep. and you can't feed that habit that you spoke before about like having that creative outlet. This is mine. Mm. This is my therapy. Um, between that and I'm a big nerd. So I like to watch like a good series or lose myself in a video game and I power lift too. So between all that yep. stuff, um, so that's awesome. So, um, if people are interested, or if people are interested in in our conversation, they want to find you uh, or listen to your podcast. Where can people go to get in contact with you and to to listen and view your stuff? Where can people find you? Okay, so if you Google Miss Honey Anal, because um, I know most people can't spell my my surname, <laughs> so um, yeah, if you Google Miss Honey Anal, that most things related to me will come up. Like most of my social media handles, whether Twitter, Insta uh whatever other ones that I'm on of the umpteen ones I'm on uh yeah most of them are like at miss honey anal um yeah the podcast it's my mum is a porn star so it has its own website like was it www.mymumisapornstar.com um what else yeah I have some YouTube videos I'm on Pornhub I have some there as well I'm on many vids I'm on just for fans I'm Friggin' everywhere. I'm on Fet Life. Um, yes. But yeah, it. if you Google Miss Honey Anal, that will eventually, like, that'll bring me up. And from there, you'll be able to find whatever it is part of me you're after, whether educational, 
pornographic, social, yeah. whatever. Well, even so in our, probably... even in our conversation today, I've learned a few things. I'll, I'll be honest, I um, you got me thinking about uh, the execution of a few things, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, that lube, um, the lube knowledge that you dropped a little bit earlier, I'm like, okay, you've expanded on mine a little bit. I generally use lube anyways, but I'm definitely going to be using a bit more and. No, this is yeah. awesome. And guys, yeah. I can genuinely reapply. <laughs> reapply, reapply tonight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, so yeah, what I'll do is I'll um when the time the episode comes out, it'll be correctly spelt in the episode bio so people can find you easily enough. But um, yeah. you know, just as we're closing, is there anything that you want to close out on and say uh to anyone or oh gosh. Um no, I, I don't think so. I think I've covered everything. It was a, good chat. I, it was a pretty good chat, actually. Yeah. I, um, um, yeah, I'm good for a yarn. <laughs> I can talk for hours. Me too. Me too. I know the. <laughs> I definitely um, know the feeling. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and oh, talking about just a quick bitch, um, with it. the podcasting, and we'll talk about short time. I don't know how much how good you are editing. Um, it's really not my skill, but I don't think the average person understands how much time we spend creating oh, these podcasts. I, I've, I've sort of got like a rule. So it's like for every minute of conversation, it's about a minute of editing. So yeah. for so is this this one's going about an hour and 10 minutes or whatever it is. By the time you take out all the like shit you take out, like the door squeaking. And one thing I've noticed as well is that um, just how many times humans take a break in general conversation so for those yep. of you who are unaware it's kind of like a heart rate monitor this long continuous horizontal line and you see gaps of silence so it looks like someone flat lines and then you'll see someone talk again it's like little waves and then flat wave and the, the average human in conversation you know rests like a lot so that sentence i just put out there that's about three seconds of i'll take off the time of the actual podcast because like yep. it's just dead air so it's 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 anal but yeah fucking lucky i like doing this eh? (laughs) and if people don't like it they can have their money back (laughs) a minute like you are amazing to me and i know like there's like most people are better with technology than me and could probably edit faster than me but it takes me hours for every like episode and it's just like oh people please please appreciate the work we put into this and that we put it out to you for free. It's like, <laughs> just please appreciate how much work we put into these podcasts for you. And if you don't like it, you can have a refund. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the show, you can slash the seats. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're exactly right. And I, um, I'll further that as well as like, you know, to the people that don't like, you know, that might not be all about enjoying the podcast. That's cool. You don't have to listen to it, but to, <laughs> someone gave me a one-star review and like a negative thing like well you don't have to listen man like and not and what that does then is is then if people go to search for it and see reviews and see one star they're going to potentially be thrown off it i mean like you're allowed to have your you know you say that's fine by all means i would rather just someone inbox me and go hey man i think you're a dickhead okay than to publicly shame someone for you know and in this pc world where a lot of people seem to be offended about something just fucking oh most times it's like, you know, Disney brings like uh, Disney plus stopped showing a few um, episodes of a, of a few shows here and there. You know what? Don't fucking watch them. It's easy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you, no one's forcing you to, you know, watch a certain movie. I think it was um, a few episodes of scrubs. I mean, it's been sent to you, but a few of them did blackface and what, 
what they did was then take those episodes out. So it's like yep. you're watching episode one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine. Like they had a few in season. Yep. I was like, well, you know, it's in poor taste, of course, but at the time, I guess it was funny. Um, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, yeah, we've like... evolved a lot as a society. Like I'm a Gen Xer. Um, we're all a bit like harden up, princess. <laughs> yeah, I'm about. I think I'm about your age. I'm th- I'm in yeah. my thirties. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 in the next decade, but you know, <laughs> no, fair I'm not far off yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, it's like if you don't like it, scroll past. Don't give it any fucking any of your attention. Freaking, there's no need to be nasty. Yeah. Um, and bring yeah. down other people's hard work. Yeah. So I had um, a I put an ad up on I Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I I put an ad up on Facebook just to try and promote one of the episodes I was proud of, and people were like, yeah. why is this showing up in my fucking feed? And would tag me. So, well, you know what? It was the, the time you did that, you could have just gone hide or scroll, keep scrolling. So, yeah. Anyways, to be a creative, <laughs> yeah. there are negative connotations. Anyways, it's my yeah. Thoughts. People like to have a whinge and a bitch these days. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's more of that self entitled shit. <laughs> maybe. I mean, if something upsets me, I'll just keep on scrolling personally. Exactly. That's all I do. That's all. But, anyways, like, thank you for your time today. It's just, you're welcome comment. and like i <laughs> i learn a few things and you know just when you think you know you you've, you think you're fairly well versed you drop some knowledge on your ass <laughs> <laughs> and um no nah, this is a great conversation and um i really really do appreciate your time no and problem I'll, and i'll i'll get this edited and send you a copy and see what you think yeah sounds good all right thanks for talking today and i'll chat to you soon okay bye there you go cheers